Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Nurse Podcast episode of 420! 420! 420! Yo! Let's get it up! 187-LOL-OMG! Who's, who's up for 20s? What's that? <laughs> I'm just trying to get some some lingo. He's trying to get some, yeah, yeah. 420! You want for 20? 420! You want some petit? You want some 420? 420! It's Cajun Doug Benson. You like this weed, I guarantee. Yeah, I think that's an Adam Sandler character. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just Adam Sandler. Yeah. Calamine lotion. <laughs> Masturbation. <laughs> Frustration. That's Cajun man. Really? Yeah. Singing uh, in excesses, uh, 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 mediate. <laughs> Alleviate. Try not to hate. Love your mate, don't suffocate on your own hate, designate your lover's mate. Uh, and day we're all rotating. <laughs> I always like it that I know to stop talking because if I just Autoerotic pay, association. <laughs> I have to pay attention to uh, Chris Hardwick's eyebrows. When one starts to go up, I know he's going to go a little bit more. That's right. Yeah, it's a good That's tell. a gas pedal. <laughs> That's a good tell. That's a gas pedal. <laughs> Yep, there it comes. <laughs> Revving up for some Cajun comedy. Uh, so uh, we could not have an episode 420 without bringing Doug Benson on. So we added another episode this week just so 420 could be could be Doug Benson. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be good. Doug's been on a bunch of times, but uh, Doug's one of those guys that you could just you could you could just start talking. Well, we've been friends with him for so long that there's a nice ease to just hanging out with him. Some of us have been friends with Doug for 19 years. Yes. I've been friends with you for uh so you said you've been sober 10 years today? Yeah. So I've known you for about 11 and a half years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so you got a year and a half of the good of 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 uh Peter Hardwick. Yeah, you almost said good. <laughs> <laughs> Something you're missing, Chris, was, in your life? I was like good in sarcastic good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like those were the those are the Jonah, drive me to Jack in the Box. <laughs> okay, I'm new and I just want to make everyone like me. Wow, it's so funny how that foreshadowed our entire relationship together. Boy, I saw you. I it was so easy. To, I could I prayed on you so hard for rides. <laughs> yeah. This guy's young. He's not 21 yet. He'll, yeah, yeah. He can't drink. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's what basically. What's when you're a young kid in the comedy scene and you're under like you're the one that has to drive. Hey, freshman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Drive me around. Need to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. You want to get bull. Come on, bro. Let's fucking do this. That's you want to do the ju- you want to do the fucking bruco? If you want to do the bruco, I want to get on the bruco. I All right, then on. I need to go to Jack in the Box for a spicy crispy chicken. Right stand. away, sir. I know we're in Hollywood. I live in San Pedro, but you live in Westwood. So let's go. I have no gas. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Doug also performs all over the country. Jonah Ray is performing in San Francisco. I'm performing in San Francisco tonight. At the at the punchline, it's trick. It's dicey for you to say tonight because you know when people are going to be listening to this. You should just give the dates. Okay, it's Thursday, tenth through twelfth. <laughs> I'm not good at this. this is my uh, my was my first uh, headlining gigs. It's um, Thursday, October tenth through Saturday, October twelfth. Yes, I'm doing five shows at the San Francisco Punchline. My opener is Nick Youssef, who is a great great comic. I'm going to be having limited edition posters that were screened by Dave Clock and uh, designed by Garrett Ross, and those are going to be on sale. It should be a lot of fun. Come on out and have a dance party. Uh, Doug Benson, by the way, not only has um, you know, I mean, you can find Doug Benson's I Love Movies or Movie Interruption or Dining with Doug and Karen which is a podcast 
podcast on Nerdist. His also, new show? He has a new video show on Jash, uh, on YouTube channel Jash, uh, Getting Dug with High. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess a bunch of highs get together and they get dug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got dug last night. Well, we got dug now on episode 420. 420. 420. 420. Oh, weed culture. You are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that because my dad's a pothead. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, he quit. Well, then you fuck you. Yeah, but I grew up with him. All right, we're done. That petered out, huh? Yeah. That Peter Hardway died. Peter Hardway died. <laughs> now entering nerdist.com. Do you always say her full name? I, I do like to say her full name a lot. It's, it's good alliteration. People say Matt Myra a lot, too. Matt Myra, Eminem. I don't think they do. People do. Actually, they say Matt Mira. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah sounds good. More people say Mira than Myra. <laughs> yeah. People that I feel like should know. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't. I mean, it's where they do know, but they choose to say it wrong. I think it's, it's because, because however they used to read it, mm-hmm. they probably say it however they used to read it. That's true. Doug Benson's here. Duke Bonson. I was just thinking it might be fun to not speak at all. <laughs> for the whole time. Well, did you just ruin that the, though? You just, for the you 420 just episode. Yeah, but I, I thought you guys would talk longer before bringing me. No, no. There's no way we. I'm surprised it took that long. There's no way we could have. A 420th episode of the podcast and not have Doug Benson. It's been w- really crazy, all the tweets we've been getting about it. It started a, hand, <laughs> I, a handful of Did we of months ago. mention it on the podcast? I mentioned it. That would be funny to have Doug as our guest on the 420th episode. Right. Makes sense. Because the yeah, three yeah. of you are such squares. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Although, to be honest, yeah, Jonah yeah. said, shit, if I didn't have to work today, I would just let Doug get me really high during the oh, podcast. Yeah, that's kind of you have to work? Do you put quotes around that when you say it? Well, I have to drive around. Oh. <laughs> oh you're, so you're, uh, I have to work on you're working with Uber now? Yes. Uber. Yes. Uber. Lyft. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I like the pink mustache. It just makes my car so fun. It doesn't have to be pink, though, right? Yeah, it does, right? I think oh, so. I think, I think I've seen other logo. color ones. I think those are I just by choice. Just those are knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. Or you've seen those faded ones. Those are life. weirdos that want to seem like with the, I, with the car service. They're like uh, Green Lantern rings. Each one represents a different emotion of yeah. a car. So the, if you're the like type of driver. Yeah. So if you get like a yellow mustache, that person's going to be like a, represent avarice. Where are they going to go? Uh, right to a certain part of town. Just as just a bad. They're going to go drive right into the ocean <laughs> and just tell you to fuck yourself right as you go off the California incline. Okay, I'm going to avoid that yellow mustache. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't seem like a good deal. Doug, um, how are things going for you? We haven't been on the podcast in quite a while. I know because, well, I like to pop in when you guys do them in front of a live audience, but, uh, you know, the ongoing show, do you have repeat guests? Sure. Repeat often? You and Tom Hanks. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, oh, there's going to be a special club with robes and yeah, the, 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 the two <laughs> timers club. Yep, uh, Corolla's going to be there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've. I know you've had people on twice before, and but you Her know, has been on three times. Once I've done the full interview e- episode, like with uh, also with WTF, I don't feel like that's a door I should knock on. Like, hey, have me back. Right. Well, at that point, like, what do you I could ha- I could yeah. find some issues to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I haven't uh, really sought this out. But when people started writing on Twitter, Doug Benson has to be the four hundred twentieth show. I, you know, I wholeheartedly agreed. We listen to our fans. So yes, yeah, so we're ma- we're making it happen. For better or worse, we listen to our fans. So enjoy five episodes this week. I don't know. <laughs> there are five this week. Skip I- this one. <laughs> I don't mind. We made our joke. 420. <laughs> Wait, uh-huh. so you just want to show up for the joke? Now we just have to sit here and figure out what no, to talk about? No, let's make it four minutes and 20 saying, seconds. What are four old friends going to find oh, to talk shit, about? Oh, shit, we should make it four minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> that would be so worth coming down here for. <laughs> Coming down here, you live like half a I, mile. I away. live the closest. I just <laughs> yeah, you do. But you still had to no, leave we, the we house. All had to, yeah. Six of us had to well, show up. I'm in an office like 50 feet away. <laughs> I don't know what to ask you about weed because I don't really know much about it. I know that it makes me 
When the time, the last time I did it was like 2002, maybe, mm. and uh, I thought I was having a stroke. 11 really affected you. Yeah. Well, here's the question to you guys: is for all three of you, is uh, would any of you be willing to smoke on camera for my new web series, Getting Dug with High? Yep, I can't. But these guys can. <laughs> yeah, I, sure I can do can. that. I can't do anything substance. I'm gonna do it vapor style. Because, uh, you know, I don't like smoking my lungs. I love smoking my lungs. So anyway, you want me to do it. If you could, uh, if you could somehow get a uh, closed cigarette and put weed into that, uh, Matt will just smoke that oh, all yeah. day. No problem. But I've only seen you guys smoke once or twice each, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. In our, in our friendships. Because mm-hmm. it's just not your thing. It just puts me to bed. You're drinkers. Yeah, yeah I like makes, drinking. It makes me uh, nauseous, kind of. Which is weird because yeah. it's good for nausea, yeah. marijuana. Yeah. Maybe I should be nauseous first. But also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt's on a crazy diet, so we'd have to smoke on a cheat day. <laughs> yeah, just in case something happens <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, when I, I, you know, a buddy of mine it, it was uh, talking about that something happened, I guess, in the 60s or 70s when a different strain of uh, weed became the standard. Uh, and I'm, 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 not, I'm trying to remember what he was saying, but it was like there's a there's a better form of weed that you can find now because of the the boutique aspect of it. I don't know if better is the right word for it, but you could find certainly find something that gives you a more uh, uplifting feeling. Yeah. But some people are just going to – it's just going to make them sleepy. That's just the that's just Well, we were talking about line. that the other day where it's just like – it's just sometimes your chemical makeup – like so how some people can't drink. Like, you know, they, they get they, – they drink and they immediately black out no matter what. That's it's just awesome. Like, <laughs> I know. Do you, do you, you like blacking out? Oh, I just think that'd be an interesting thing. Like, you know this one, this thing, if you do it, it will make you black out. Yeah, but blacking Scary. out doesn't mean that you go to bed right away. It means wherever you're going, the power shuts off, but uh-huh. your body, your brain shuts off, but your body keeps doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're your still brain wandering around and doing stuff. Yeah. And like, every blackout drunk I've ever gotten, like, one or two of them, somebody told me something that was embarrassing yeah. that I did. But most of the time, I'm just acting like me still. Yeah. So I'm blackout drunk and no one knows it. Yeah. yeah so was, that's not a good place to be. It's in. just, it's like the idea. <laughs> of just like you know meeting people doing stuff and then just you you're, you're like brain physically can't remember it because it just doesn't lay down that track that memory track yeah there are parts. that freaks me out that freaks me out it's I've never blacked weird. out I've never blacked out I always check my phone right away if I had a blackout drunk night to see what texts I sent oh, out during yeah, it sure. and I never sent out anything bad you know it's I when I'm drunk and I know I'm drunk, that's when I'll send stuff mm. with that excuse. I don't think yeah. it ever. But during blackout, I don't even mess with my phone. Yeah. I don't Did you blackout? Never. Remember really blacking out? I remember because you're good at drinking. I was good at it. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember uh, tomorrow's ten years. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh, this is really well, the yeah, perfect is... <laughs> time for me to stop by and ask you to come smoke on my well, show. When I say tomorrow, <laughs> that we're recording this on the seventh, so October eighth is my ten year anniversary. But I um. I do remember the only times that I ever kind of got like, whoa, I sort of just dozed off for a second and I don't know what happened the last couple minutes was um, when uh, my friends ran a bar and I used to drink beer all night and then for some reason, be like, it, like after they'd shut the bar doors, be like, it's 2.30, let's kick it in high gear. Then it, for some reason I went through a phase where I started doing shots of Sambuca. Sambuca? Yeah. You fancy lad. Well, it was free because they ran the bar, so it was just these, like, licorice shots. I've learned from Bar Rescue, that's not free. You're stealing from the owners. I was stealing from them. It was free to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're losing out on five cents a shot. <laughs> but um, that was the only time where I started to get really bad hangovers and really... Well, that stuff's sugary booze. Well, it's also fucking not... I, I, it, you shouldn't chase... After you've been drinking beer all night, you shouldn't start chasing shots. That's not the time to start doing shots. I don't no. remember the Madison, Wisconsin Live Nerdist podcast. You don't? No. Really? You were pretty drunk. Yeah. I, no, I don't remember. Shit. Well, you didn't drink but that that's much. To give you an idea how much I can drink and still remember it, I remember the night we were in uh, Minneapolis and I fell down when I get when yes, introduced when you me. Came out. I fell down, but I was still holding my drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you didn't spill it out. Flat on my face, but holding the beverage. It's like great. you have this Alki gyroscope inside that just makes sure that. <laughs> how do you have you ever gotten to a point where you were so high that you were like, okay, I'm kind of freaked out now, or are you pretty? Sometimes the circumstances uh, can freak you out. Because one time, while we were making super high me, and I don't know what, you know, I hope 
the footage never shows up anywhere. Or maybe it would be funny if it did. But while we were doing that and I was smoking all day, every day, I took a gig where it was a corporate gig where I was oh, hosting no. <laughs> for some phone company. This was like, you know, six or seven years ago. So people were just starting to try to figure out uh, uh, <laughs> texting and monetizing texting. And uh, so they had a, a party for this company where the, everyone in the audience got to vote on their phone to determine who was the best in a battle of the bands of five different one-hit wonder bands that each had to play two songs. And they were Vanilla Ice, Love it. Sugar Hill Gang, Whoa! Tiffany, Holy Thomas Jeez. Dolby, uh. and Tone Loke. Tone Loke had two hits. <laughs> Where's my time machine? He kind of did, yeah. Now that, <laughs> by the way, is a brilliant collection. I mean, they didn't just pick from the same genre. Like, they got the teen pop star. Personally, I still love Thomas Dolby because he's a fucking brainiac. Yeah. Um, he- hearing each of those groups play their hit was amazing. Yeah. They, they all did it live. They all perform well still. I mean, Tone Loke and Vanilla Ice really just had to sort of show up with a DJ, right? Did Thomas Dolby play? Someone had to kick it. I think they all just kind of played to tracks, but uh, but there was I think there was one time where there was a longer changeover for, that I had to cover. But the bottom line was that all those bands were great, and it was a lot of fun. Everybody enjoyed voting for them. And every time I took the stage, the, the entire audience just talked amongst themselves. They had no interest wow. in me or, or what I was doing there. And uh, I, was, you know, I thought I was making some pretty funny jokes. And then when they weren't paying attention, you just go... I think I'm alone now. <laughs> there was, I, did, I said a lot of things. I probably anymore. said all of their lyrics. And so you were really brain. high during that. I was really high during that. And so when I first got there and they were t- talking me through all the things I was going to have to do, I was like, oh, you're going to have to put this on cards. Because they're, like, they're saying all these, you know, yeah. the, the name of the company has to be named a bunch of times. And here's the five acts. Like, oh my but that's, uh, you know, I'm proud that I could just spit out all five acts to you right <laughs> now. Did you stop yeah, performing high after that? or do you? Still- no, no. It didn't, <laughs> didn't slow me down one bit. Because once I got through that, I was really, felt really Good strong. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt really strong. Yeah. But during it, I was, especially before it started, I was a little panicked. But once the audience wasn't listening to me, then it became a funny thing where in my head, I was cracking up at the fact that a documentary crew was filming me bombing. <laughs> and so I was just say, talking a lot of shit because they were so not listening to me that I could say, you're a bunch of fuckheads. And it wouldn't like make them boo right. or anything. They just kept the din just continued. Jesus. And so it wasn't like I could do anything wrong, really. At that point, and I think only one of the acts was nice to me, which was disappointing. Tiffany, <laughs> I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even remember which one. I might What's be. All text I might be giving him nice too to... much too much credit. But that's the question. Is I know it was just a small crowd of uh, you know California white people, but who do you think won the competition? Uh, okay, probably Vanilla Ice. No, Sugar Hill Gang, right? I would think. Tiffany. I, I think when I think when answers. you're out. Tied for first, Sugar Hill Gang and Vanilla Ice. Yeah, because, because Vanilla so Ice... So three had to sit there and be like, we're the three losers instead of the four losers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it does for a, their esteem. And the Tone Loco, hasta la vista, baby. There was, a, there was an NBC summer show uh, in like 2006 called Hit Me Baby One More Time that was getting acts to come out and perform their big hit, but then take a current hit and then... Put their spin on it. Oh, that sounds great! I it love was. that. It was great. It was fantastic. Who were some of the acts on it? Cameo. Who? Cameo. Uh, he showed up briefly. Who had the cameo? Uh, <laughs> the Knack. That's great. Yeah. No, yeah. it was a cool show. I remember like the Do Knack. You know the the Knack did a version. Word up. Uh, and my Sharona. Yeah, those were the two they played. But then they had to play. Uh, I think they played a Christina Aguilera song and then a something other song. But they, they were both like really cool little spins on the music. And I what was the Weird Al parody of My Sharona? My, my Bologna. 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 Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe one more time. It wasn't a an, it wasn't a bullying campaign. No, it was a, it was not a bullying campaign. Okay, it was to raise money for bullying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they should bring it back. <laughs> it's like, listen, there's been a lot of anti-bully yeah. uh, rhetoric out there. We what about the bullies? You're bullying. The bullies yeah. right now. Nerds wouldn't be nerds if it weren't bullies who made yeah. them feel bad who then wanted to take over the world. So you owe us. Just remember. Hit me, baby, <laughs> one more time. It's true. There needs to be a little bit. Of I saw, I was, at a, there was a Reddit post this morning I was looking at that this kid, uh, he's like, I run seven miles a day now because I was bullied in middle school for being fat and now I'm in college and look at me. And I was like, you're welcome. I mean, well, it was really being, a thank wait, you yeah, bullies yeah. letter. Wait, well, you're no. welcome to you? I'm you were saying, you a bully? No, but I'm just saying. So like, you're taking the credit from some 
God-fearing bully. Well, I will tell you this. No, what I'm saying is I'll tell you this. in a weird way, he should be thankful for the bullies. I'll tell you this. Yes, point. yes. I, I, I probably would not have, you know, tried to do my own thing if I didn't, if I hadn't been kind of shoved in a corner in, in school a lot and mm. been like, well, I'll show you, you know, if I didn't have that moment. Right. If, my, if all of my grade school had been great... And fun and easy, and you know, then I probably would have been like, "Oh, life's great. Why strive for anything else?" Might as well get married and have a few kids now. Seriously. I'm 18. Yeah, I'm 18. This is it. Listen, I'll worry about my second wife when we get married, <laughs> and when I'm 28. I can 32. vote. I can get a mortgage. But well, when I, I hosted the streamies this year, and Vanilla Ice performed at the end, and he was fucking great. So that's why I figured because Ice Ice Baby people just even unironically or unironically, if you're hearing it live, it's a fun song. Yeah, and he does all the moves, and yeah. you know it's. I did a uh, good stuff. I did a sketch for this. I think he didn't even do a second song. Doesn't need to. He could just do it again. <laughs> he could have just at the end just gone, "Go ninja, go ninja, go." When I, when I, uh, I was shooting a uh, sketch with him on the soup, and like I had him do, an, like I had Mike Henry on the guitar, and like he did an acoustic version of Ice Ice Baby, and then uh, and then like we were stopped down. I was like, "Hey, do you think you could do?" Go ninja, go ninja, go. He's like, he's like, fucking, you're right. This guy can figure it out. And like, Mike's like, fuck it. What about this? He's like, great. And then they just went into uh, it. And everyone's just like, this is real weird. A real weird thing that just happened. What was happy. it, Doug? What was you? We we were all uh, nerdy in school. What were you like? Well, that was I when Chris was talking about the the, the being uh, kind of pushed in a corner. I didn't really get. Uh, I didn't really suffer much physical abuse, but I was just sort of. I think I was, uh, you know, too odd for people. Like yeah. I was like uh, ahead of my time in terms of, uh, you know, uh, being comedic, but n- n- not necessarily the same sense of humor as all my classmates. I've got to show you this footage. There's a there's like a profile in the comedy store or something from like I remember eighty eight or something, and there's a. You're in it, and you just have this big hair and these giant round glasses. Yeah, and Arsenio's in that, right? Is he? Well, he's like, talking about like, uh, he's all, some people are weird, and it, it cuts yeah, to Doug. <laughs> yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, so yeah. You kind of had to grow into your weirdness, because I would say... I was a guy that, like, I would fall down on my face in the middle of the campus in high school to make, everybody, to make everybody laugh, yeah, but then everybody thought I was fucking clumsy and fell on my face. Yeah, I would do shit like it that It wasn't like you're hilarious. It's yeah. just, like, laughing at rather than with. Yeah, you know? I would do, like, that slips downstairs and, and just tripping over stuff and, like, dropping, like, trays of stuff. And, yeah, I thought it was funny, and a couple of my friends did. But I thought it was because you were too big for your body. Well, no, that's the thing. I didn't get bullied for being a, a, a nerd. No, I mean the tripping and falling down yeah, stuff. Yeah. You weren't coordinated as <laughs> no, a child. That's right. Um, but um, I got I I only got messed with like because I was white. That was the only yeah. like that was the oh violence. that's right because yeah, this not Samoans. Hawaiian. Yeah, it wasn't because it's like it's like hey look at this dork. It was just like hey Howley, you know. So like that's the thing. It's like I didn't feel like a nerd because I was never really called a nerd. But you were an outcast. That was the least of my problems. So you would have been in the Trilam house because you wouldn't have been in the the Samoan version of the Alpha Betas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpha, alpha Beta males. Yeah, that's right. Alpha Beta males. Oh, that's really funny. I was lucky in that um, the uh, high school I went to had a four-year drama program and like a theater, a little theater in the middle of the campus that they taught it in. So I just spent all all day, every day there. I'd do this everything I could to get out of other classes and stuff. And I would just hung out with the other uh, performers, you know, or other people that wanted to perform, you know, uh, none of whom are in the business today, I don't yeah. think. But one of them was one of them was a year older than me. He was went on to be he was uh, a, a um, he worked with uh, Michael Jackson's production company for a while, and he was a leg amputee. So the, they, naturally, they asked him to play the one-legged robot in Captain EO. Oh, yeah. And then he's how I got into Captain EO, because when they needed extras to pretend to be the dancers, then that's, that's when he suggested me. That's he's awesome. Like, oh, the he's like, you should use man. my friend Doug. How did I not know you were in Captain EO? You, we talked you about know this before. This. Yeah. You know this. He's in the dance it. scene. They ran out of dancers, and so they just yeah. basically just grabbed everyone who was there, and Doug was there. He's in the fucking yeah. big dance thing at the end. That Name would, a movie in the 80s. Doug was probably in He it. was in it. That would be in my brain. I don't, why don't I know that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go see Captain Neo Yeah, you might I've have been blackout drunk when we discussed yeah, it. that's a good point. <laughs> because, yeah, because it, you know, it comes up a lot now, and I, I guess it'll start coming up a lot less because uh, you know it's officially out of the parks now. Oh, they again. It was only like a small revival? 
Well, he ended up lasting. How long ago was it? Michael no, it died. Was, yeah, like as soon as he died, they're like, "Well, probably not going to be any more uh, charges against him, so let's bring back Captain yeah. Eo." I loved that. I went back. And now I think they got rid of it just because it's so corny. And uh, was that your story where he was taking a picture with some people and they were like, "Smile," and he's like, "I hate smiling." <laughs> oh Jesus! No, that's not. Someone told that's me this. the saddest thing. <laughs> I, that's the point of the story. Like someone's yeah. like, "Michael, do you mind if we could take a picture with my kids on the set of Captain Eo?" And he was like. Okay. And just sort of like vacant. Oh, maybe Furman told me that story. And um, and then while they were standing there, they were like, Michael, smile. And he kind of had this big smile. And then just like under his, te- under his breath, he just goes, I hate smiling. <laughs> I don't want to oh, grow that's up. Yeah. That's real fun. That's about- you were also in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Or Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare 2. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, there's, uh, like, the, when the gym coach gets killed, all the all the scenes of his hand, like, struggling to grab things, and when the, uh, you know, the that movie's so silly, the, the, like, gym ropes come to life and tie yeah. him up, and uh, so those are my... That totally those wouldn't are, happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are my wrists. Like, uh, like, throughout that scene, I can just point to, what, you know, when the actor, Marshall Bell, he got to go home, and I just stayed and did all the close-ups. All the arm work? Yeah, yeah all the arm work. <laughs> but I don't think you can see me... There's, I'm in a couple... I think I'm in a party scene in that movie. Yeah, there is a party scene where he starts to... Very much to, in the background. Yeah. So as a, as a weird kid that had really just comedy as a direction, what did, um, what did, what did we... Because you started... We've talked about this before, but you started late in your 20s. You didn't smoke pot. Until yeah, like I didn't really in get 20s. into weed until twenty eight. So what? What was it that happened where you were like, "Oh, this is this feels right." Brian Posehn and Greg Proops <laughs> <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a. We were. It was a week where Brian was the MC, I was the feature, and Proops was the headliner at the uh, Punchline in Walnut uh, Walnut Creek. Doesn't exist anymore. And. Um, yeah, and we and we all drove out there together. I stayed in San Francisco in the city, and we all drove out there together every night and back. And uh, so we got high every single night, and uh, I loved it. It was so much fun. And um, continue to be friends with those guys and do gigs with them. Like, for the longest time, I was kind of like a, a, a moocher pot smoker. Like, I only smoked when somebody else had it yep. for maybe two or three years. And then eventually people were like, dude, you got to, like, you know contribute every once in a while and then i you know flipped and just became more of a, a guy who always, guy who guy who always has it guy who always has it and then i flipped again and became the guy who is always getting it thrown at him yeah <laughs> now i'm gonna get a picture because we did not purposely give you the green microphone oh <laughs> you have the green microphone cover so what when you travel do you do you, can you travel with it or do you travel with it even if you're not supposed to uh both uh, I do travel with it. You're not really supposed to, but the TSA is all about uh, bombs and you know and weapons, and they're not. They don't care about vaporizer pens or or edibles or even if you throw it in your check bag. I find that you know as long as it's a small amount, uh, do not, they take it or do, they do just... anything about weed? Well, it'd just be the, you know there'd be somebody that's just. Like they randomly search bags, you know, yeah. and they put that little note in there when they do. Yeah. So I've never had the Just note. Says, Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've never had the note and the weed missing, but I've also I rarely fly with it. I because I, I I don't need to, you know. I Wherever can, you go, people. Just, I can land in a city and, and tweet. And that there's I'm a there green and path from there's the offers. Yeah. And, and what's the thing that uh, I, I think it was you know, Jeselnik was saying? Like what like what sucks about smoking the weed that people give you is that they're always trying to impress you with the strongest possible. Uh, weed. Yeah, well, and so if, for like, if pussies gonna... like Jesselnik, that may be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but people are very proud of their weed and and do want you know they're, they're, they 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 want to get you fucked up. And it's this weird thing that ha- like uh, if if you get as as me, if I get too stoned, there's always some witness around, you know, that like saw me fall asleep or something, <laughs> you know, that uh, has to make a big deal out of it. Like, oh, he can't even handle it. He fell asleep. You know, like they don't know that I'm like, you know, pretty much smoking 24-7. So, yeah. So and traveling sleep and... is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so, much a part, it's so much a part of your identity now. Can you, if you ever had to quit for any reason, would you be like, oh, no, but that was so much a part of it? Or would you, would you just feel like, well, I'm a comic and I would just. I, you know, that's the thing. You can talk, through, talk it through on stage. Stage. I mean, a lot. A lot of people would be disappointed, but I like to feel like anybody I've ever known who smokes pot, if they, for whatever reason, they want to quit. Like, I mean, you know, you stop drinking and doing everything, and I'm not like, well, I can't talk to that guy anymore. <laughs> you, so, know? But you know, though, some people, some I'm friends sure, do. Some, some do. Well, do. They, they sure. certainly want. They're going to call you. Like, I'm not going to call you and try to get you to go to a bar. Yeah. You know? So if that's what I'm doing, you might, 
you might get left out, but fortunately you have plans. What happens is... <laughs> Chris Hardwick has things to do. Yeah. What, happens, what happens a lot of times is that you, you sort of realize, like, who were your, just your party buddies? Because some people, some people don't want to hang out with you because they feel awkward or they feel like, well, I don't want to influence them. Or in some cases, they, 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 it's, they sort of look at it as a mirror and they don't want to think about it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's just reminding them that they're doing it, but maybe they shouldn't. Not everyone. I don't... I don't think anyone. I don't think everyone who engages in substances has a problem. I'm not one of those. If anything, types of uh, hanging out with people. you makes me drink more. <laughs> You're picking up the slack. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the story that like about a, a year after I quit drinking, we were at M Bar doing a show, and I was at the bar with Zach, and I was drinking a club soda, and he was like, uh, and he goes, "How long have you been sober now?" And I'm in mean, like a year, and he goes, "Oh, what." You know, what was your favorite beer? What would you normally order? And I go, oh, probably a Sam Adams. And he turns to the bartender and goes, I'll have a Sam Adams, please. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. I mean, yeah. Zach, Zach can get away with that. Yeah. Someone else would have been like, fucking dick. But it was, <laughs> I thought that was really hilarious. But, but some people really do. Like, they don't know what to say because you're just bonded by whatever the substance is. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing also with us. We never really drank together, and you were never really a smoker even when you were a drinker. So uh, the, those bonds have never really... Hossein cut back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He uh, Once he had the roads. kid, he decided, you know, it's just sad that he's, you know, going outside every, you know... He was, he was smoking all day, every day, you know? So it was a, also a, like an energy thing for him. And, uh, you know, just... Just uh, just wanted to make a change, but uh, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll smoke again someday because, like you know, people when their kids grow up, they go back to it, you know, or ev- or even when their kids are older enough. If you're Joe Beth Williams and uh, Craig T. Nelson and Poltergeist. <laughs> Well, yeah. did you? Um, did you? It's funny that I didn't even hesitate. As soon as you said Joe Beth Williams, like he's talking about Poltergeist. Um, did uh, that's what we're here for—to be nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but Poltergeist, by the way, does not hold up very well. I worry about that all the time because <laughs> I, I love that scene where they're smoking and just how playful they are, and, and like how you know it just really sets it up so that then when the shit starts to happen, you like really uh, empathize with yeah. them, and but also appreciate that they're. Parents that fight so hard for their kids, even though they're silly stoners. It doesn't hold up very well. Do you, like, like the guy when the guy's face falls apart? I bet you that looks like shit. It looks it looks yeah. really bad. It's a hard cut. It's a real hard <laughs> at, cut. At the time, well, I remember seeing that and being like, "This is the craziest thing ever." Of course, I was a small. I was a kid, but then I saw it again. Like maybe five years ago, I saw that. You know, it came on. I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna stick it through this." The one of the best scenes in the history of cinema. And then, like, the guy's arm comes out of frame in a way where it couldn't possibly. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like, rah, rah, rah. like, you can tell That's it's what just always a bothers me about Back to the Future when Marty's hand, hand comes up. It starts yeah. to do this weird. <laughs> just, why didn't they? The angle right. They could have the just fixed right. that. They had a budget. When I auditioned for the, uh, the remake, that was the guy uh, I was reading for. What? The guy that tears his, pace, tears his face apart. For a second, I thought you meant a Back to the Future remake. Back to the Future remake. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they wanted to go the opposite body type of uh, <laughs> Marty. Um, but, Wait, uh, what are you talking about? I went on an audition uh, Poltergeist. for a Poltergeist remake. Oh, they're going to redo it. Yeah, they're going to redo it. And a guy's going to pull his face off like that again. Uh, yeah, like it looked like it was going that way uh, because there was, like, there was like the scene of the guy talking to the kid, trying to see. It's like, oh, your dad's kind of trying to pull a fast one, right? And then, uh, you know, and then he goes to the bathroom. It's so weird to me, this whole notion of, like, let's remake, because they could remake it and they could make it better. Like, it's definitely a movie that, you know, they could do a newer version of it that improves on it in some way. But the odds of that, it, them actually doing that, they're just going to make a shitty movie that yeah. has the same title well, not, not on None of that, it. but, but, but <laughs> you know, so many ghost films have been made at this point, so many house haunting films. It Don't. just sort of feels like why bother calling? I mean, I guess you know that's a marketing. And they'll department. go the PG thirteen yeah. route because they want all that yeah. money. And yeah. and the, part of the thing about Poltergeist, the first one was it kind of pushed the rating a little hard, like that they wouldn't necessarily get away with now, as far as it being scary. Like the stuff in the swimming pool probably still holds up, right? Like everybody falling oh, into the pool and, and all of the, oh, the tree man. and the yeah 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 that, yeah. That's that was a fucking gnarly scene. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Anyway, yeah. maybe we should interrupt it sometime. At- <laughs> oh my god! It's just going to be you going. No, no. <laughs> we should do. If you do a poltergeist interruption, I would love to do it. That would be so much fun. Because there are parts of it that are probably still pretty good, but in general, I think it's a little. I think it's probably a little yeah. silly. And then, of course, sad because you know a lot of the people in that movie are dead. 
Um, well, yeah, I mean yeah, that happens with girl. curses, guys. Yeah, it's the whole but a lot of them, thing. a lot of them. The sister's dead. The the right. Little, Toby I mean, Hooper's all career. of this, of course, leads to tremendous jokes for us to say during the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the the son is still alive, maybe. Um. Oh no! Wait. Now I just switched over to I switched back to Pol- yeah. to no wait. Yeah, Poltergeist. It was each movie would have someone die. Like yeah. the original Poltergeist, only two of the characters are since dead. The two girls. Yes. Uh, Zelda but, Rubenstein. But, Craig T. Nelson went on to do Coach. Of course, of course he did. And The Incredibles. Yeah. Best, so, one of the best. Uh, my favorite anime. That's my favorite Pixar movie. And the show everyone tries to get you to watch, The Parenthood. Like the, oh, Parenthood, yeah. Like a genuine sequel to The Incredibles that like had Brad Bird attached would be could be fantastic. Yeah. I don't oh, know, I don't know a, why they're making Cars too. It's a perfect superhero movie. Finding Wayne, Nemo too. They're making a Finding Nemo too. Think so. Yeah. I heard, uh, yeah, I think they are. Everyone's, everyone's gets lost again. Uh, this time in New York. I just get so aggravated with <laughs> I can't, yeah. There's a there's a pigeon lady. Yeah, yeah. Tim Curry is a bellhop. Yeah. Yeah. A VCR or, or whatever he is, yeah. the Pichon manager of the hotel. Scenes. Tim Curry plays the voice of a lamprey. <laughs> River. Rob Rob uh, Rob Schneider's not in it this time because they're making it in California. That's it. What he won't come in California? <laughs> he says, because of them Democrats, he, he says, hasn't worked in eight years. Yeah, he hasn't worked in eight years in California because of Democrats. That's the Who that was said the headline. That? Rob, Rob Schneider. Schneider. He hasn't made a movie in California in eight years because of Democrats. Robert Schneider, <laughs> actor. That's so you can just take a coincidence and call it a reason <laughs> why you haven't yeah. made a movie here. Yep. Because yep. he's been in a couple of movies that just happen to shoot somewhere else. <laughs> right. Which is true of a lot of movies because they're saving money. Mm-hmm. Like I guess like it seems like lots of things are being shot in Louisiana now. Yeah, Shreveport is like the new bustling you know Hollywood of the South as they call it. But I, yeah, and I always hear of uh, you know just people like uh, like when they were doing Hot Tub Time Machine. Everybody that I know that was in that was just like, yeah, I'm in New Orleans for yeah. uh, and Bad Milo, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. That's where they did or Hell that. Baby. No, Hell, Hell Baby. Baby shot there. Yeah, yeah. They, it's uh, just a lot of like a lot of movies. Just because after the uh, like the oil and the, like and the hurricanes and stuff like that, like they they needed something to bring more money into that area, and so yeah, just, they just dropped all working. The, they just dropped all these like fees and taxes for shooting there. Yeah, and they're and building everyone, they're building a new studio in uh, in Massachusetts in Fort Devens, which is an old. Are they going to start taking away some of the fees and some of that? Huge studio. Wow, Massachusetts already has crazy tax credits. That's why Ben Affleck makes everything there. Oh really? It yeah. seems like it'd be a, like a place. I thought it's because he's from there and he knows he knows all the directions. He can glad hand some of the he knows, guys. he knows where things are. Yeah. Was the town weird? That was it, was it weird in the town that that, that that chase went on for so long and helicopters never got involved? Or is that is Boston known for that? Well, the lack of helicopters. I was alarm. I was alarmed by the amount of helicopters when I moved here. It's uh, you never see police. helicopters. It's more of a thing here. And yeah, you never see police helicopters. But if in it's, but if the chase goes on for that long, with nuns. I've also never seen a no, bird nuns and guns. I've also yeah. never seen a live car chase in Massachusetts. <laughs> the only, honest to God, the only helicopters I think in Massachusetts are ambulance and traffic. Really? That's as far as I can remember. Well, the traffic ones should get involved. Okay, in that. Yeah. LA, number one in police helicopters. Hell That's yeah. That's what we're number one at. Get on the freeway, just drive. Just drive, just keep driving, don't suffer yeah. nobody. But I just meant, yeah, anybody in the air, it seemed weird that they got away with that now. Yeah. It, did, it made the movie feel like a throwback for me to like you know the days when car chases would go on forever and, yeah. and yeah. there weren't any helicopters to chase them around. Doug, the first time you were on the podcast, I believe, was uh, over three years ago. What changes in marijuana legislation have occurred since that time? Because I was walking home last night. Chloe and I went and got coffee at the end of our street, and I saw a green prescription bottle on the ground that clearly had weed in it, and someone just threw the bottle on the ground. But the proliferation of green crosses around the city has been and, – and now it seems like the government, the federal government is backing off the state's rights to – to sell yeah. marijuana? Is that happening? Well, we've been to that dance before because uh, Obama, when he first came into office, was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to mess with, um, you know, that with marijuana and with uh, all the medical states. And then they started messing with him anyway, which just to me, it just makes it, I don't think it's necessarily Obama lied. I think it's just he's, uh, you know, how can you pay attention to what all these uh, people are doing? <laughs> You know, like, uh, and all these people that are just trying to keep their jobs, you know, like, uh, anytime they bust a, a, a place that sells weed, they're, you know, to me, they're not, they're not helping anybody. They're just, they're just pushing, pushing paperwork around and carrying boxes out of buildings, you know, and, uh, the LA City Council here really tried to, uh, limit the number of dispensaries, but it seems like the, the fight in that area is, uh, 
uh, you know, the dispensaries are winning. But the the biggest thing that's happened is the, just the outright legalization in uh, Washington and Colorado. So you, can you just smoke it out in public in those places? Well, the idea is you're supposed to do it privately, like you you know. But so like, uh, if someone's being a douche about it, I guess a cop could uh, you know ar- arrest somebody. But um, it, you know, as long as as long as it's something where it's you know it's similar to being in Amsterdam. Like there's some places you go into and everybody's smoking, and other places are like regular businesses where that doesn't happen. And people would know which ones to bring their children to. Well, usually you know? the people that are smoking weed, unlike the d- dudes drinking beer, is that they they're usually not the boisterous ones being like, "Hey, yeah, who are these fucking?" They're usually sort of off in the corner alone, and you kind of smell it, and you kind of have to ide- you have to figure out where it's coming from. But that's really about the sum of it. It's yeah. And it's like the difference between driving drunk and driving high is like when you're driving high, you're just you're very aware that you're driving high, and so you're trying. You're you doing, really shouldn't do that. You should not. You do not do that, everybody. Do do not do but, that. But it's but it's but the difference is that you're like you know you're very much aware of it, and you're trying not to make any mistakes. Whereas if you're drunk and driving a car, you want to jump a bridge. Yeah, you know, like you get you yeah. get this weird dumb bravery, yeah. and you you do crazy or, or stupidity. Don't, don't do any substances about, and get behind favorite, the wheel of a car. My least favorite thing about Grand Theft Auto Five is that when you're drunk and you walk out of a bar, you can't call a cab. <laughs> <laughs> the cab phone line's always busy. Well, that's, oh, uh, that's uh, you're gonna have to get the Uber extension, back. <laughs> uh, or yeah, or one of the competitors because it's like uh, that's that seems to be a thing now. Is like people coming up with this idea of making apps where it's easier to get rides than yeah. hailing a taxi. Because if you're not in like San Francisco or New York, just standing on a corner trying to get a cab is you know it's yeah. not easy to do. Yeah, like in uh, Hollywood, there's only a certain area there's where you're legally stands. allowed to where they all, a cab. Where, and when you go up to them to get a cab, they all like kind of look at each other like, which one of us is going to take this schmuck? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what do you want from us? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that's yeah. really weird. I saw the longest taxi zone in Los Angeles that I've ever seen today when we were going to Disney, mm-hmm. right at NBC. Oh, There's yeah. like two blocks of yellow curb that just say taxi stand only. And I'm like, where, where in, in Burbank, yeah. why do you need a fleet of taxi cabs? Just for parties. Just, I, must, just for Jay Leno. I guess just for, I guess just for Jay. But to, to speak to your point, Chris, that no one should uh, drive while in, intoxicated on anything, uh, the, my new show, the web series, all of the guests and all of the cameramen that are in the room, because it's a room no bigger than this one with less windows, uh, everybody involved, uh, we have a car service take everybody home. Oh, that's Great. nice. Yeah, so nobody has to get uh, hotboxed and then, and then drive. Because <laughs> so, that was the first thing I thought of when, you know, when we knew we were, uh, we were doing the show in a fixed location that everyone would have to come to. Was, I was like, we should get... We should get cars for everybody. And it's a sneaky way to get a car for myself. Yeah. You're doing that for Jash, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jash and the VPN, they call it the Video Podcast Network. And uh, it's one of those things where I thought that we'd just put out, you know, we'd live stream. And then you'd, there'd be a place you could go, my YouTube channel, to just watch the show, uh, you know, the next day or, whenever, you know, at your leisure. And, uh, and that, you know, I wouldn't even mess with the uh, audio podcast. But it's just amazing how many people reached out going, why don't you also put it out on audio? And I'm like, We're, we made this thing on video, and yet you still want just the audio <laughs> yeah, version. because they and still want to hear. Because they still, they still have commutes where, they're not, where yeah. they can't watch a screen, you yeah. know? So they still want to hear it, even though we're playing the cameras and not act, you know, we're not in a podcast. You almost always explain when something physical just happened. Like you always want to bring up the dumb shirt that Jonah's wearing. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and now you have to talk about the take that he's doing. The face. It's quiet, so no one knows how hilarious he's being. I could never explain. I, I laughed today to the point where I was crying and I couldn't. I couldn't do it out loud, but Joan and I <laughs> were at Disney doing a podcast, and, and we really had to pee, but we, we had to hold it so we could finish the podcast, and so finally we leave the podcast, we go into this bathroom, and we're doing this kind of like, like joking, marching, and like, we're going, and then we get right to where the urinals are, and we start to take a step, Jonah's, Jonah has his hand out, he's going to push the bathroom stall open, and we just hear the wettest, grossest, like... <laughs> And then just, we both just stopped and did this like Marx Brothers take, like back out, the, like we're heading back out the bathroom. And I fuck the challenge is 
you don't want to laugh because it's obvious you're laughing at the farty sounds and make yeah. that person self-conscious. So, as they should have been, that sounded horrible. <laughs> so, I'm at the urinal holding my face, and tears are streaming down my face, and I'm peeing, and then someone stands at the urinal next to me, but then that puts me in the position of like. Well, now it's going to be awkward because I don't want to. I don't want to have to engage this guy because I'm laughing so hard. So it was. It was like trying to stifle a cough. If I laugh spontaneously in bathrooms all the time when I hear people shitting. It's so funny to me. I don't know why. You know when I'm when I'm shitting in a, in a bathroom that other people are in, uh, I flush when I'm. When, oh, like, yeah. when it's happening. I mean, that's wasteful that's smart. water. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in Japan, you go... a noise, splashes your ass. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan, like, it's like they just have things making that noise all the time. They just have flushing noises going on so no one can hear each other's yeah, shame. Yeah, Glass uh, had a bit always about wanting to just have a trumpet player in a bathroom just to Or Graham Elwood whistling. Yeah, but I just let it rip in the bathroom because it's just like I mean what the fuck I mean, when are you going to get those uh, acoustics be, at home either be self-conscious oh no, well, no. I've, I've been, I've been in f- people aren't yeah. waiting around to see what you I, look yeah. like when you come yeah. out yeah. I've been in 40 minute stalemates with people where it's like they're yeah. in the stall and I'm in the stall and we're yeah. just waiting for someone to make a move and I'm yeah. like it's not going to be me flush it and do it at the same time the bottom line really is shit at home yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Like and live alone. They should make that <laughs> just like your weed. It's okay if you do it privately, but just don't do it out. Yeah. Just don't do it out in public. Sometimes, like that's a weird thing about when you get off an airplane and go into the bathroom. Even if I'm just peeing, there's like the farts are just backed up and ready to go. Oh yeah. It's the strangest yeah, thing. Yeah. In the chamber. Like the like the pressure the pressure of the cabin keeps your farts uh-huh. in. Yep. And as soon as you don't have that anymore, you guys do you guys fart on planes? No, I don't. I don't. I don't ever feel like I have to, or rarely. Yeah. Only if I'm uh, sitting where the wing is, because there's so much vibration there that no one can tell. Yeah, I do that. Too. Feel it. Feel it. But, <laughs> but then, <laughs> come on, come on. But don't you? <laughs> that non sequitur hit me a second after <laughs> that old song. Farting. <laughs> yeah, feel the vibration. It's just all across the nation. Feel it. Feel it. Quite a sensation. <laughs> kind of like sun kiss. Fourteen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. 420 episodes in, we haven't evolved at all. No. <laughs> no. I think that no goes hand in hand with being bullied is not wanting to grow up because the, the, the even though the bullies your same age, they, they represent, uh, you know, all the things that are bad about... Uh, you know, suppose, suppose and it, yeah, and res- responsibility. You know, because they're just bullying you because, like we said earlier, you de- you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve to get uh, you know pushed out there like a, you know, like a, a baby chick that doesn't want to you know leave the mother. Or oh, I was such any a, any animal analogy you want to use. I was such an anxious kid. I got I got um, I got shoved down in the mud one day by an older kid, and uh, you know most kids would probably just be like, ah, damn it. I was so traumatized. Like I had my chest. I was I was coming out of chess club, and um, I was so traumatized. I, I I basically faked an illness so my mom would come pick me up because it was the beginning of the day. Oh, I was just shit. like I can't fa- I, I can't face this day, and I was just like my pants got dirty, which really upset me. And like oh, it was it was awful. It was really awful. Yeah, that happened. To, that happened to him. That happened a few times. But I think there's something about. Um, you know, it's sort of like the Simpsons episode where, like, there's there's like a fair amount. There's something that they sniff out where they know, like, oh, I could just fuck with this kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was I was bigger. It's also because I was tiny. So that yeah, was yeah. That's where guy. being weird sort of helped me, I think. And like and like so, sometimes they would, you know, I, they we did a, our drama department did a lot of things where they would just bring everybody into the gym and make them make them watch us do skits and stuff. And uh, and I would. I think I, I, you know, I would learn how to make everybody laugh. But yeah, know? the weird yeah. kid, like if they can't process you, then they just avoid. Yeah, yeah. Like, if kids can't process something, they don't engage. Yeah. But then that's where you start to learn to like pander in the same way that a stand-up comedian kind of has to learn that like there's just certain you know there's certain things that an audience expects from a, a comic. You know, like like for one thing, the whole the whole argument that comedians should be able to handle hecklers. Which is like, no, they shouldn't have to be able to handle hecklers. That's that's a that's a skill, and it's nice when we have it. 
But like Maria Bamford should never have to put a heckler in their place. She should just be brilliant and do her thing, and everybody appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this idea that you're not a great comic if you can't handle hecklers doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't wash with me. Fiona Apple, on the other hand, come on. <laughs> Where did she get heckled? Uh, at a concert in Portland. Somebody was yelling about her needing to eat food or something. Recently? Oh, yeah, it was awful. Like, awful. Was just, Why would you pay to go to a yelling food Yelling at her concert? that she's, that she's unhealthy? Too thin and, like, has an unhealthy body image or something. Like, just the kind of heckle you'd guess would come from Portland. You have an unhealthy body I saw her in Portland. I I saw her in Portland probably the time she visited before that and everybody was very nice. Well, they should have been. uh, And and so is it viral? Can we see that? Uh, I don't know. I never clicked on it. I don't think I ever clicked on it. When did this happen? Last week. Oh, wow. I was just thinking about her because you know she's a big pot smoker and I wanted to get her on uh, my show and then also have her you know oh, she's so great. get her high and then have her perform a song or two. I love you her. You know, like show how album. that's not really because she's so like when she plays the piano and just pounds the fuck it's out. Yeah. Of it, crazy. She's great at it. Yeah, yeah. She's so talented. Do it. Have her on. Uh, you know, from your lips to um, whatever God's ears. <laughs> Zod's whatever, ears. whatever one you want to Zod's ears. To Zod's ears. Yeah. yeah, from your lips to Zod's ears. I want, I want her to kneel before me. But isn't she on tour with like some guy too? They're like uh, that plays on her records. Now she kind of elevated him to co-headliner status, and they do all their stuff together. Is she touring with John? Blake? Somebody? Oh no, Blake. Sh- no, some other guy. Yeah. I anyway, it'd be weird if it was Blake Shelton. Is it Drake? Is she on tour with Drake? Yeah, it's Drake. Oh, that was yeah. Francis Drake. Thanks. Jo- Joan always knows the music questions. <laughs> Joan Radio, everybody. Always got the answers. Uh, from earlier, speaking of movies that didn't necessarily hold up, I showed Chloe uh, Heathers the other night. And it oh, didn't really? really hold you don't think so? No. I didn't love it at the time because I was, you know, I was on that uh, Christian Slater's just doing a bad Nicholson bandwagon. And he was. Yeah. Well, and also, is. it just, like, a lot of the, a lot of the dialogue just felt like... Um, what you was know, very trying so hard to be ed- the, edgy and awful. Well, here's the thing. I actually, when watching it again, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater were were fine. Like they were fine, but everyone else in the movie was doing this. I don't know. Maybe it was just a product of the time of the style of the film that it was made. But um, it, it, none of the other dialogue, anything else, everything about about it was just really. It just was odd. Like it, it and not in like a really cool yeah. retro way. Just like. I don't think that's good. Like, it, like the two cops that find the the guys. Yeah. Like, uh, just yeah, their performance is really like they're in a completely different movie or it's, sketchy. It's so, it's so weird, but it just didn't. Getting I don't know something about it. Just finger didn't, shot off was stupid. It yeah. did. It didn't. It didn't <laughs> click for me in the way that like when I watched Three O'clock High again, I'm like, fuck. That's great. That's because that's great a movie. but that that's the thing also is I think that guy was a more assured filmmaker at that time than the guy who made Heather's was. But Heather's when it came out was pretty like that was that was really kind of ushering in the dark teen comedy like not coming out of the sort of like the bright John Hughesy kind of comedies yeah. into like a very dark less than zero. Not a teen comedy, but uh, yeah, they're young. I can't tell. Yeah, it, it was overrated really. by any, by any stretch. Like but, I but, think Fast Times holds up better. Fast Times does hold up better, but Heather's really was like a movie about you know a, a couple that basically starts killing popular people. It's like that movies like that had weren't they didn't weren't, didn't really exist. Yeah, like that wasn't really a subgenre of the you know what was the other one that came later where they you know it was like I think Cameron Diaz and they all had dinner parties and they would just kill people during the dinner party very bad things no that's not very bad things no. but that's a, that has a very similar uh, style oh yeah I know the dinner party thing you're talking about oh yeah, yeah. Cam- Cameron Diaz was in it there was also that weird like Katie, look at mid late 90s period of teen film with like teaching Mrs. Tingle and like Dangerous, whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah, it was like Dangerous Minds. Yeah, Dangerous Minds. No, uh, it was like whatever the fuck because the Kevin Williamson thing, like Scream and Dawson's Creek, blew up that genre, and those don't hold up. Even they didn't hold up when they came out. <laughs> the first scene of Scream is still pretty classic with yes. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yes. that's great. And it was a good nod to what they did with the you know Janet Lee and Psycho. Did you, know, you ever like think Big Star well, gets killed this right out away? Into six movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's as soon as number two came around, I was I, I was pretty disgruntled with it. You know, because like they have to raise the body count, the amount of dumb actors that are in it, and, mm. and then Scream three, and it has to be and Silent Bob are in it. And Scream one, the the, the resolution and the explanation was so complicated mm. that then. Now every other movie has to have a complicated. It has to get more like it has to have four or five yeah. of the kids are involved in the murders. The Last Supper. Turns. The Last Supper. Yeah. 
Uh, Sue Chum- yeah, yeah Sue Chum- that's that's The same the- guy that directed that also did a movie about uh, if your roommate kills himself in college that you get you oh, get yeah. you get straight A's for the semester with uh, the- Dead Man's Curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Dead, Dead Man on Campus. There was two movies on the, on the same subject. Shit. Uh, and that guy, Last Supper guy, did one of them. Daniel Rosen. You remember that guy, Daniel Rosen? Yeah, I don't know if I do. He uh, used to be around a lot, the comedy scene. But back to what you were saying about the overly complicated thing. That's the, the part that I, like, I, like, I loved that movie, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it so much until the end where it's just like, and he did it because a long time ago, this thing, and then yeah, he yeah. decided to. Like, I was just like, no, oh, it was so good. It was so good before then. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. What are you, uh, what are you, yeah. uh, enough with the vague spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, blah, blah, whoa, bleep, bleep, what? La, 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 la. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, telling yeah. me two guys and this, Tucker and Dale fought some evil? And this one guy is like, uh-uh. And then the other, the other guys are like, we know what's going on. Dude, I haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. Can I make a public? <laughs> that is literally an uh-uh. I want to I make a, I wanna make a public uh, declaration that uh, I know that Sam Levine is better than I am at Doug Loves Movies. And I felt bad because I know it really made him mad. <laughs> when you beat him? Yeah. But I was only using the rules of the game. I, I only I outplayed him. I didn't out-trivia him. And it was only because he got snarky and took the seat that I normally sit in. And so it kind of fucked him later on. Yeah. Because <laughs> who got snarky there? The one, A, you for having a normal seat at Doug's podcast or him for taking it? Well, he, he thought it was funny to take the seat, and so then I... Uh, but it, put, it, it accidentally put me in a position where I could box him out from, oh, from answering. And so I could tell it kind of bothered him. And, and you know, Sam, I adore him. The, the next week he was like, I have to admit, that bothered me a lot more than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a few people that have been on the show that they, um, it's very hard to let go of those, you know, those moments. Because Sam, I Sam has a ridiculous wiki of, of movie knowledge. No, he grew up on Leonard Malton's books and his app and, and virtually has them memorized. He is far and away but got much more... You can even tell you about the movie Far and Away with Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> he, but he, you. you know, whereas, whereas uh, John Hamm and Edgar Wright are great at the game because they actually know all that stuff. Yeah. Like they and they you know and then when it comes to negative names or whatever they you know they're good at guessing. Sam is basically uh, Johnny Number Five from Short Circuit. He went four deep on Mr. Holland's Opus. Jesus, Whoa. negative four names. <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss. When he got to Glenn Headley, I was like, get out of here. <laughs> That's not something anybody knows. <laughs> but you know what? He was probably up for Holland, uh, Mr. Holland's kid. Very possibly. Maybe, but again, I think it's just because he really grew up on that Leonard Maltin. Get and out his, of here. And his reviews. That's wow. enough. At a certain point, if you win too hard, to, you uh, have to lose. Like, well, but when Sean Cullen got um, Star Trek four four deep, it was like, that's a logic puzzle. That's like, yeah. if you see all the Star Trek movies, you can figure out it's going to go Shatner, Nimoy, DeForest Kelly, Do and it? then... <laughs> I Who think it, so. Yeah, it goes doing. Right? But you know, whatever it was he guessed, he got it right because yeah. it's like that's you know you can you can really make an educated guess there. I've yet to play Sam, but uh, but I you know I uh, I got revenge on you by having you back after you won that time and made you play against Werner Herzog and Paul F. Tompkins. I <laughs> did. And Together then in one and then room. when when two of the players are the same person, it's Wait, very what? easy. It's very easy to uh, to. Didn't you do that? I don't understand. What do you mean they're the same person? I'm just saying that they think a lot alike. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins and Werner Herzog, and um, impeccable style, both of them. Yeah, they're both very. I thought Natalie you were saying that all this time Werner Herzog created the character of Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't know where one begins and the other ends, but I do know that when they're on together, that third person can't possibly win because they share a brain. They do share a brain. They so. really, they really boxed you out, yeah. qu- quite cleverly. <laughs> Um, it's funny too. We put quotes around Werner Herzog every time because I feel guilty for the people that uh, you know write to me on Twitter saying, you know, oh, Werner Herzog's a lot funnier than I expected him to be, oh, or, no. or whatever, you know. But at the same time, even putting quotes around it, some people are still just gonna they're gonna think what they want to think. Well, there's still people that 
don't know that Phil Hendry is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was at the LA Pod Fest this weekend. I didn't get to oh, see really? his show, yeah, he but was. but yeah. it's so oh, fun fuck. to watch him do stuff. You know where you can watch him do it because it's just so he's so fast, it's like, so great. But he also when he takes calls, he he talks into a phone. Yeah. So like, and and then it makes that sound that sounds like you're talking through a phone. But it's also he can like switch really quickly between the characters just by going like this, like lifting the phone up, yeah. spinning it around. So they'd be like, wah, 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 wah. oh well, that's stupid. You know, like he just. The, the switching back and forth between the voices not until I had seen some people do it on my, my own podcast had I ever seen somebody as great as, as uh, he is he's, uh, he's amazing but you're right people you know that's the his radio show he just counts on people just stumbling onto it and then calling the number and then yelling at it you know yelling at whoever he's got on as his fake so guest great. it's really good so they, what, what, what do you have coming up Doug Benson oh um so let's see. Uh, getting Doug with High is weekday, uh, Wednesday, every Wednesday at 4.15 Pacific Time. Can't, fortunately, we can't get high with you in every time zone, but uh, <laughs> at least all the West Coasters are in sync with us. And on the East Coast, you know, smokable at 7.20. Um, and then uh, ongoing, you know, movie interruptions. The next movie interruption I'm doing in, uh, other than uh, tonight here in Los Angeles, but the next one out on the road is uh, Sunday in uh at the i'm doing lots of alamo draft house oh nice um yeah it's extra nice for me because there's like you know you're interrupting and getting food and drink brought right to your right to your seat what's the date on sunday the 13th i'll be in it's it's gonna be in ashburn virginia location which i'm told is uh dc adjacent uh because i'm gonna be in dc doing the uh uh, tignataro's benson ball and uh as long as i was there i wanted to get in a a movie interruption. And I've got another one coming. I'm going to do one in Houston in November, and um, I, you know, just got a uh, I got a billion things going on. So just go to douglovesmovies.com for all your uh, people. Probably just assume Doug that your Benson life is essentially, essentially like it was in Super High Me, right? Where you wake up and somehow a joint is already lit in your mouth, and then just throughout the day it never stops. Well, you know, I have to stop for like 90 minutes to sit in a room with you guys. Yep. So this has been a good Which is like anti Good chance for me to sober up. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's extremely sobering. <laughs> I was high when I got here, not so much anymore. Oh yeah. Of course, Katie Money's reminding me that uh, I have a podcast called Dining with Doug and Karen that's on the Nerdist network. It is. Mhm. And uh, we just did a show at L.A. Podfest where the uh, entire audience got uh, amazing uh, breakfast foods, including, I got to say this right, a fraggle, which is, you know how the cronut has been such a thing yes. lately? The fraggle is, is a part frog is, and fart bagel. It's a fried bagel, ba- fried bagel, <laughs> bagel. that he covered uh, in uh, cinnamon, cinnamon sugar. And then, and then the middle layer, then a layer of uh, cream cheese in the middle. Fuck that. Why would you do that to a person? Why would you do that to a person? So fucking good. Why would you do that to a person? Have you had the Krona? Yes. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. It's it is. intense. But, I mean, fucking the, 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 the portmanteau treats I'm trend. I'm so yeah. mad at it. I'm mad at it for existing. Right. We're, we're finally but catching up to But Elvis. it's a specialty item. It's not like you have, not like there's a truck driving by your neighborhood every day with it. You don't know that. <laughs> not yet. I live at the corner what of What was a... the last ice cream truck you, truck you chased down the street? <laughs> Has that happened? No. Uh, I live at the... I almost did recently when one went by. I was almost like, I'm going to chase this fucker. And I was like, why? I live why? very, very close to a go somewhere cronut making donut yeah, shop. Yeah, it's driving by a 7-Eleven right now. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. You do live by a cronut making donut shop? Oh, yeah. Very close to one. Uh, so close that I can smell it if my window is... Oh, that cold. one has cronuts? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 375 a pop, in case you're wondering. What's the place called? Called the donut place that's near my house. You're really that worried that people are going to listen and cronutterly delicious. Yeah, I'm not that worried. Sounds like you're worried about people saying hi. It looks, it's like you don't like the fans of the show. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. I know I'm, I might be wrong, but just that's what it sounds like. Jonah. You don't even want to interact with the people Have you who praise them? you. By the way, speaking of delicious ice cream trucks, we had one for Chloe's birthday that I wanted to plug because it was really good. It was called Cool Cow. And their Twitter handle is Twitter, Twitter handle is Be Cool Cow. They had a, it's gelato and yogurt, but the yogurt is basically like on popsicle sticks. And the the gelato, they had a uh, frosted flakes gelato that had like chunks of frosted flakes in it. So it that basically just great. tasted like ice cold cereal milk, and it was 
fucking amazing. That's great. So if, you can, awesome. if you can track that truck down uh, if you're in Los Angeles. But Doug, track I'm truck. glad to hear you have some vices. I do. Of, yeah. of sorts. I have one. Yeah, there's one. There's this place in Portland. Okay. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ham and cheese croissant. <laughs> Ken's Artisan Bakery. What's your... But do you, do you eat meat? Yeah. But so, I'm not, not. I mean, but but Chloe's a vegetarian, so a lot of times I just don't eat meat, which I'm fine. I kind of enjoy. Well, you have the problem, like it's like because uh, me and Chris talked about this a bunch before. It's like you don't like a lot of vegetarian uh, places because they overuse garlic. garlic yeah. Well, a lot of vegan, a lot of like raw food and vegan places overuse garlic. I found. Yeah. But um, but we found some like um, like Bulan is really good in Los Angeles for um, for like vegetarian yeah. stuff. So, cafes nearby. Like a lot of times, I, I don't. I'll just t- pick a vegetarian option. It's like, oh, you know, let's be vegetarian part of the time. And when I really want meat, I'll have meat. You know, like it's yeah. not. I don't. It's fun because I don't feel like I have to be all one or I have to be all the other. Yeah. Sometimes you can have vegetarian food. Other times you can have That's meat. Good way to do it. Um, but uh, my only vice is the uh, the chai latte from Starbucks. Which I have two a day, one in the morning and one in the late afternoon, and I'm going to have to cut back on that because um, it's such a sugary drink that it's just not good to have two of those a day. Yeah, stop doing that. I will. But come on Dining with Doug and Karen sometime. Would love to. Yeah. I was Absolutely. on it once. Everybody at the mouth. table's been on it. Except for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really at the table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh. Why you got to get mean on the 420 episode? Yeah. Come Why'd you have on, to fry man. him like a fraggle? Just be <laughs> chill the whole time. Kyle's a kegel. No, that's a thing. <laughs> He's a vaginal exercise. Kankel. Kankel is how you pronounce it. I mean, technically, we are all vaginal exercises. Like, we are... You're taking it away from me now. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? I discovered that I was unhappy to see. Uh, and it's just one of those things that happens. I'll leave, We're, we're both, uh, we're both uh, playing uh, shows in Seattle on the, on the same date, on December 13th. No! Yeah. Oh, yeah, so oh, if I had known that, I wouldn't. All of, oh, me too. Man, yeah, so uh, all of our uh, shared fans will have to make a choice. No, Doug, I'll come they'll to probably result in them. They'll Oasis. probably just stay home. Well, I should call. Um, <laughs> we should call each other on speakerphone or set up some sort of a thing and do like a back and oh, forth that, show that'll thing. That'll be fun. I'm doing a. It, mine's gonna be a Douglas movies taping, so it's a little bit more. Um, specific. So hopefully there won't be too much. Mine's just stand up. I think I'm, I'm just doing the show box. Um, so oh, right. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. Again, Boy, I always. I always <laughs> <laughs> what did I, did I say? December thirteenth. I meant uh, twenty fourteen. When are you? When are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> You've already advanced, Matt, to the next round of the uh, tournament, tournament of yes. championships. So uh, unfortunately, that puts you in a little bit of a holding pattern. But we'll we'll have you on again sometime soon. All right. Well, come see one of us. Either one would be fine. December thirteenth in Seattle. There's enough people in Seattle to see both shows. They're not massive. Venues. No, that's what I love about Seattle is it's uh, there's plenty of people, but it's still damn. I'm always so sorry frustrated because also just we just can't attend each other's shows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you never and you never want to feel like you're competing with your friends. Just have like, an after party at Ground Control. We could do that. No, that's in Portland. That's in Portland. Where did you say you go? Seattle. What's that? It's a town that's... Uh, <laughs> North, North yeah, Portland? You've never it's been north, north of Portland, Portland Oregon. Yeah. I've never I would been, not I didn't call know. North I thought Portland. Just I would not be able to go there again. People yeah. would not be pleased. I don't know if you're familiar with Canada that. Seattle has a great show on radio not a myth, at Jonah, 3 o'clock. It's, mm-hmm. it's called Frasier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, haven't you ever had a craving for tossed salad and scrambled eggs? Oh, they call it again. <laughs> you can't make your way up to Seattle. I don't know what I would do without those tossed those salad things. and scrambled eggs. To be honest, I don't know, but I think they're always on special at the Space Needle Restaurant. They're calling again. No. Good night, Seattle. We love you. Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> Four twenty. Did you bring a 420? Imagine you diving through that window. <laughs> I wouldn't have the force to dive through it. I would just hit it and crack it and then cut my yeah. forehead. Like, It'd be really know? sad, just like up against it, your neck twisted <laughs> slowly. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. 
Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.